right, welcome back to the Top 25 Voter Pod. Uh, I'm Bryce Cherry. This is John Werner. Johnny, how are we doing? Oh, good, Bryce. You need to show our viewers that cap. Yes, it is a North Carolina Tar Heel cap. Right, and we'll we'll be referring to them later in the podcast. <laughs> I really only put it on because I'm wearing a blue shirt and, you know, blue and blue, but... Uh, yeah, we will. We do have a reference to uh, North Carolina in the podcast later, uh, but it's not to rub it in for Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, John, Saturday uh, is senior day at the Farrell Center for both the men and the women. They'll both uh, have their final home games. Um, the men host Iowa State. The women welcome in West Virginia. Um, so talk to me a little bit uh, about, you know, the, the men's senior class and kind of what they've meant to this program. Yeah, now I will say senior days become a little blurred with the COVID year because most of these guys have an uh, eligibility left. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one guy who doesn't is Flo Thamba. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, he's never been a star of the team, but he, he has been a staple. Uh three-year starter, the winningest player ever in Baylor men's basketball history. That's that's an incredible achievement in itself. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, uh, he's been valuable to the team, you know, just uh, mostly for his defense and rebounding. He scores a little bit, but not a lot. But, yeah, he's been a solid player. Now, now obviously, Adam Flagler has been a tremendous player. Uh, he, He transferred from Presbyterian, uh, step, had to redshirt a year, which they don't have to do anymore. Um, really, I think he really gained from that and a great contributor off the bench for the 2021 National Championship team. Starter the last two years, and the guy's just, he just keeps getting better. Always a great shooter. He's, he's stronger now. He can drive to the hoop better. He's become one of their best defensive players. Yeah, he's just been tremendous. Now, John, I'm not sure if he's going to be honored <laughs> as a senior because he obviously has eligibility left. But anyway, uh, his defensive skills are, are tremendous. Co-defensive player of the year last year in the Big 12. He's helped them since he's come back. Uh, his offense has gotten a lot better, too, since he's come back. He's really developed his uh, three-point shot. Now, now Dale, uh, you know, Everybody just calls him a tremendous teammate, Dale Bonner. Um, you know, uh, he sat, he was, he's played a lot first half of the year, big 12 hadn't played a whole lot until the last two games, uh, when they've needed him after Keontae George went out, uh, scored 13 against Texas, got some big defensive plays, 15 against Oklahoma state. That's his career high at Baylor. He really ramps up their defense when he's in there. He's been a pretty big factor in the last two wins. So, so all those guys have been pretty big contributors to the program. Yeah, and on the women's side, you know, they have uh, four but um, on the roster. But as you said, <laughs> I, I believe only two are getting honored on uh, Saturday, and that would be Caitlin Bickle and uh, Jamie Asbury. Mm -hmm. So Jaden Owens is also a senior. From what I understand, she is going to try to utilize that extra year and come back. 
Um, and then their other one is Asia Blackwell, um, who, you know, kind of a kind of an awkward situation. She really just hasn't played much for Baylor just because uh, she transferred before this season and and got injured. And, um, you know, she was good when she got in there. But, um, you know, I believe she's going to obviously try to make her way into professional basketball. Um, so, you know, obviously they'll wish Asia the best of luck as for, uh, Bickle and Asbury though. So let's start with Jamie. Um, she's a transfer from Oklahoma state and, um, really came in with, um, the reputation as a shooter. Um, but I think that, you know, her defensive contributions may be, you know, just as important to Baylor. Um, there's been games where Jamie has, especially this season where she um, hasn't shot the ball that well, you know, um, three for 11 kind of nights. And yet she's always on the court. Like she plays as many minutes as anyone. And it's really because Nikki trusts her a lot uh, as, uh, you know, as a defender and she's not very big, but she's quick. She competes. And like she does little things like Nikki says, uh, she's the best closeout on, you know, on the perimeter. You know, if somebody is going out for, you know, a, an open shot, she'll get there. You know, um, she just she's just smart and she does get a lot of steals too, some run out layout layups. And she's had big games, too, where she shot the ball well. So, um, yeah, Jamie's one, and then Caitlin Bickle, obviously the other. Um, and to me, Caitlin's been their MVP this year. It's been interesting to see her career kind of develop because, um, you know, she came in in a very highly recruited class with Nalissa Smith and Queen Egbo. And uh, those players certainly got more minutes um, mm -hmm. back then. Uh, but Caitlin was kind of, you know, into the bench a lot of times in, in Kim Mulkey's rotation. I think some of that may have been defensively, you know, but <clears throat> when Nikki got here, uh, she started giving Caitlin more and more of a role. Uh, this is technically the first year she's really been a starter. Mm -hmm. uh, she always came off the bench before this season, but she's easily having her best all around season. And they're so, there's so much better when she's on the court. I mean, she just, she sees the game, she communicates, she rebounds, she's scrappy. Um, you know, she, she's just, I called her a calming influence in, uh, in a story. And I, I think that's what she is. So um, yeah, Bickle and Asbury, they'll, they'll celebrate on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, I guess Jaden's coming back and, and Asia's moving on. So um, you know, it, 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 the COVID did, year did make things sort of, uh, you know, puzzling, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in a column earlier this week, I talked about how I thought that Baylor win over Texas in Austin, the women, that was Nikki Collins' best coaching job yet. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, John, you were obviously following the men that night, but, uh, you know, but you were also keeping up with the women. What do you think? Yeah, I was impressed. I mean, uh, let's see, did they lead from start to finish? Uh, it was, I think, maybe 
No, they didn't. Texas got out to a seven to two lead. Okay. Uh, but they led the entire second half. Okay. And, yeah. I'll... And that was with Texas cutting into the league, getting it to two and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I, I was just impressed how they always had an answer for Texas. Uh, you know, here's a Texas team that you, they, uh, what could have clinched the big 12 title, a share of it. Right. Uh, yeah. And, uh, on their court. Yeah. And, uh, this is a Baylor team that's been a little up and down. And, man, they just played great. They were really efficient. They played good defense. Uh, I-, I was just really impressed just, you know, uh, how they got the ball to different players in the right spots all night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, against a really good team, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what would you think? Absolutely. I mean, obviously – uh, I mean, there were 10,000 people there. It was legit. Um, it was kind of a Laker crowd in that it was late <laughs> arriving, but, uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> that was somewhat, uh, you can attribute to the fact that it was a six o'clock tip. Mm-hmm. A lot of, we don't have a lot of six o'clocks, you know, six thirty, Sure. But so it was an early tip, but, uh, yeah, you know, the fact that they stayed so calm, and just, you know, uh, like I said, in the second half, never gave up the lead. Um, and there were a lot of things that kind of were stacked against them, like Caitlin Bickle picking up her third foul early in the third quarter. Uh, as I said earlier, they're a lot better when Caitlin's on the court. <laughs> a lot when she leaves, a lot of times, you know, you can see things, you can see the cracks start to, ve- to develop. Um, then, you know, like a minute later, Bella Fauntleroy gets her fourth foul. So now here comes Kyla Abraham into the game. She hasn't hardly played all year and, and does well. And then Kyla gets two quick fouls in like 12 seconds, you know, and they bring in Erica Porter who has played probably even less (laughs) and uh, you know, and she scrapped and stuff. I just thought Nikki pushed all the right buttons, made all the right moves, Mm -hmm. just, um, you know, she used a zone for a little bit in the uh, first half. Um, Mark Rosner, who you know, he came up to me and he was like, uh, "It? Do they use? Do they use the zone?" And I was like, "No, they really don't." Yeah. And you know, but it worked for that stretch. And he goes, "Yeah, Vic would never." You know, I mean, you know, he's just like kind of like Kim Mulkey in that regard, just very stubborn. He's going to go man to man all the time. Uh, And I just thought, you know, it was a testament to a team a little bit with nothing to lose, you know, but certainly that was well coached. I thought Nikki just had the right game plan. They executed it and she's kept this team, you know, focused despite like, as you said, the ups and downs that they've had, Um, you know, they've managed to, to keep battling and, you know, if they went on Saturday, they'll go into the Big 12 tournament with a four-game winning streak. So, you know, it's, it's been a good good finish to the season. Right. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, the Baylor men, they're not going to three-peat as Big 12 <laughs> uh, champs. So, Kansas clinched the title there. Um, but my question is this. So, could a healthier Baylor team – go deeper in the NCAA tournament um, after bowing out last year in overtime to North Carolina. Oh yeah. Uh, 
in the second round. Yeah, I think they could. They were pretty hamstrung last year. I think it's pretty remarkable that they tied Kansas for the title with all the injuries they had all year. Uh, but you kind of got they were running on fumes a little bit, maybe on adrenaline, maybe. Uh, and they ran into a really good underrated North Carolina team in that second round, which eventually made the championship game. But yeah, obviously, uh, uh, Jonathan Chama Chachua was out with a February terrible knee injury against Texas. LJ Cryer was out. Um, he had foot fracture, stress fractures in his feet. Um, so that's your best defensive player and probably your best three point shooter out for the NCAA tournament. So, uh, so yeah, I definitely think they can. They've been relatively healthy. Now, of course, Keontae sprained his ankle uh, in the last game or two games ago against Texas. Uh, Langston Love, he's scratched his eye uh, against Oklahoma State. But I think both those guys will be, will be back by then. And really, you know, playing guys like Dell Bonner, who, as I mentioned earlier, is a, a really good defensive player. I think he really – gives that side of the ball a boost and he's shown he can score a little. So their, their bench is, is deep. It's healthy. Um, you know, Josh Ojean Wuna. Yeah. That's how you say it. We anyway, call him old John Werner. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a better way to pronounce it, but, but uh, he hasn't even played much lately and he was playing well, you know, before every day John came back. So they've, they've got a, a deeper bench, uh, you know, a healthy bench, and uh, a lot of it will obviously depend on matchups, but I would think this would at least be a Sweet 16 team because it looks like they're going to probably get a two seed. So you you're getting some, you know, that that's a, a pretty good edge right there, unless you just run into a really hot team. Yeah, they are streaky, uh, mm-hmm. and you know we've we've talked about their defensive deficiencies this year. I mean, that could catch up to them in a game, I think. Right. But, um, but given that how much talent they have and, and the stretches of really good ball that they have put together, I mean, you know, to me, they could go anywhere from second round to final four. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a big gap there, but, uh, but to me, that's their their sort of um, <laughs> talent level. I mean, they you know they or they're just. Um, I feel like they they can certainly get beat, but they could also make them run. So it's it's a it's a weird team, but um, but they certainly have some guys that could get hot in the tournament and carry you for a while. You know, I mean, to me. Um, Keontae George, I mean, this could be his kind of coming out party for the country. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And like you said, yeah, they are streaky. And a lot of that is because uh, they depend so much on three point shooting. So, usually, if they have a couple guys hot deep, they're probably going to win. If they have like three guys who, you know, can't hit anything, <laughs> they're probably going to lose. So, uh, but yeah, they've, they've got talent, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty wide berth as far as they could go. Sure. Uh, one thing when you mentioned the injuries, um, this this is just a random thing, but uh, I had some friends text it to me yesterday. Did you see 
what Matthew Meyer missed a game for at, at <laughs> Illinois yesterday or the this week. Yeah, he's loading up on energy drinks. Yeah, he was loading up on energy drinks and got caffeine poisoning. Like that's, that's that, a new that must be a lot of energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I think he said he had five. I read six. Six? Six energy drinks. Uh, maybe that's how Matthew Meyer time, you know, ha- would happen. Would be like, you know, just before he would come in and do one of those crazy dunks that he would have, he just, you know, suck down an energy drink. <laughs> you know, knowing his personality and everything, that's not that surprising. <laughs> that's something nutty like that would happen to him. Yep, yep. <laughs> Old Matthew Meyer time. <laughs> <laughs> All hopped up on on energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, um, we're, we are obviously coming to the end of the Big Twelve season. So, who would your pick? Uh, I'll I'll give you the men. I'll tackle the women. Who would your pick for the uh, Big Twelve Player of the Year be? Well, I think both of those are real slam dunks, uh, player and coach. Jalen Wilson. Uh, Kansas forward leading the leading the Big Twelve and scoring twenty points per game, rebounding over eight. That's and plus they won the title. I mean that's that's a pretty easy pick, and I think Coach of the Year is even easier. <laughs> Jerome Tang should probably be National Coach of the Year. They sure, picked, yeah, picked last in the Big Twelve. They had two players back. He pretty much had to reform that whole roster. And uh, he's got the fans really excited up there. You've probably seen his dancing on the tabletops and, yeah. you know, singing with the crowd after the game. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's done an amazing job there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, t- we've talked, obviously, a lot about uh, about Coach Tang and the job that he's done, you know, all season. And um, he, you're right. He deserves national attention, not just Big 12 attention, just for the turnaround that he did there in the in the very first season. Um, so for me on the women's side, I wrote about it in my column this week, but I really went into Austin kind of ready to coronate, uh, you know, uh, Rory Harmon as the player of the year. And she didn't play well in that game against Baylor, but that to me wasn't the reason I've kind of, waffled now on that uh she was a little bit of a i wouldn't say a little bit of an out there pick but just um like if you just look at the stats on the women's side it the stat wise it's ashley jones at iowa state she's you know she's a 20 point scorer she gets rebounds you know she's a shooter um iowa state's a good team you know all of that but to me rory was the, as Nikki Collin described her, the head of the snake for Texas, you know, mm-hmm. that she was the one that made them go. She's, she's a great defender, uh, passer. She's among the national leaders in assists. She does not shoot from the outside. Um, and that's, you know, kind of a hole in her game, but she can get to the basket and she's still very, very effective, even though she's not a three point shooter. She is one of the best point guards in the country. Uh, had a, like I said, had a rough game. She had 12 points, but it was like five of 18. To me, that didn't 
really affect my thinking at all. But after the game, I thought it was a little alarming that um, she really threw her teammates under the bus. And I'm sitting over there transcribing John, and I'm, uh, you know, still catching uh, the, the Texas press conference. Fortunately, Baylor went first. So, um, you know, I'm doing my thing, but I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying. And when, you know, when she was saying all this stuff, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause she was like, uh, basically I played hard and, di- and I'm disappointed that nobody else played hard, you know, wow. I mean, and I was just thinking, man, you know, that, uh, first of all, you still have a chance to win this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have another game left. You know, you're going to need those teammates. And I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it just is something maybe you say in the locker room, but I just can't imagine saying it to the media. And I, I don't know. It, it did not scream leadership to me. And that was kind of the way I was going with my thinking, you know, with, that she was their leader. So all that to say, that's a long winded way of saying, I think I'm going Ashley Jones. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is good. And I will say to me, there isn't a slam dunk this this year mm-hmm. in, that, in that award for the women's game. I mean, I, I think you could make a case for all, for several different players. I mean, Gabby Gregory at Kansas State's a really good player. Brianne Scott at uh, Texas Tech's a really good player. Those teams aren't as good, so I think that hurts their uh, candidacy. Uh, Tiana Jackson at Kansas is among the national leaders in rebounds and block shots. However, Baylor, when they played her twice, pretty much shut her down. Uh you know, so to me, I, I don't think her case is as strong. Um, but Ashley Jones is is really good, and you can't go wrong there. Uh, as far as coach of the year on the women's side, I so obviously, you know, if Texas goes on and wins it, you know, Vic Schaefer is going to get a lot of uh, consideration. But to me, uh, the the coach of the year is J.C. Hoyt. She is a first-year coach at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, and they've just been infinitely better in her first season there in Stillwater. Uh, I've had them ranked in the top 25 the last few years. They won here at Waco. Uh, hadn't done that in a while. You know, they're just, you know, in her first year, she's essentially, um, you know, got them right at the top near the top of the conference. And, um, and it's been quite a turnaround. So, you know, maybe less, less heralded than, than Jerome Tang. I mean, obviously, you know, he's got his up near the top 10 in the country, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly a really good coaching job in her first season. So I, I think JC Hoyt is, it would, would probably get my vote for, for coach of the year, but, um, but certainly, you know, like I said, if Texas does finish it off, you can you can make a case for Vic. I mean, he's done a good job there. This is his third season, and they have gone to two Elite Eights uh, in his first two years mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously have another good team this season. Sounds good, Bryce. All right. Yeah. Well, so we have Senior Day Saturday. That's where we'll be, and then – you know, next week, Johnny, I think we'll be uh, recording a podcast together, like side by side in Kansas City. What do you think? 
Uh, so do you want to do it at Stroud's or Joe's? <laughs> Can't go wrong either way. <laughs> we might record two podcasts or we might also, <laughs> we, we might need about six energy drinks. We need some, uh, you know, Matthew Meyer time because we're going to be like, oh. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask Matt for advice on that because obviously, uh, yeah, he, he, he had some bad effects. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Okay. See ya. See ya.